Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to Episode 35. Finding Clarity Podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And we've been lately been trying to look at some questions that that are very difficult in nature but really need to be answered for us to have clarity of thought. In fact, today's question is one of those questions that uh, we're often confronted with. And that you can be confronted with it just opening up your Facebook page and seeing prayer requests from folks who don't normally believe and they're asking for prayer. And then you see other unbelievers saying, yes, we're going to pray for that. And so the question is, is does God hear an unbeliever's prayer? Does God hear an unbeliever's prayer? Now, this is a interesting question. It's a difficult question, and it can be a controversial question, because if you're like me, you maybe have heard some answers in the past that kind of make you cringe, or at least they make me cringe. So, for instance, I'll give you an example of an answer that I've heard to this, and that is that they would say, no, God does not hear an unbeliever's prayer. In fact, God doesn't hear their prayers until the moment that they decide to pray and follow Jesus Christ. So you kind of get left with this impression that all of these folks are praying to God, and God is sitting there in heaven with his fingers in his ears, and he's kind of like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to hear this, I don't want to hear this. And somehow he figures out when someone is praying a sincere prayer of faith. I think that, to be honest with you, is very ignorant, and makes for... To be honest with you, it makes an interesting type of preaching, and that is out there, but I don't think it's biblical. And I'm going to show you why I don't think it's biblical, because the issue is, is does God hear an unbeliever's prayer? Now, you might be saying already, well, it sounds to me, George, like you're saying you believe that he does. Well, Let's let's kind of take the question and approach it again from three different standpoints. I'm going to really address three different questions to answer the question. First of all, we're going to look at, does God hear? Not does he hear the prayers of an unbeliever, but I, I want to address the issue of does God hear, period. Does he, is he aware of everything that's going on in the world, period? Which includes, would he be aware of an unbeliever's prayer? We're going to answer that question. Does God hear? The next thing we're going to look at that really strikes at the heart of the issue of whether or not he would hear the prayer of an unbeliever is, does God care? Does God care? And a lot of times you're left with the impression when you listen to that first response I gave you is is that God really doesn't care about unbelievers or what's going on in their lives, you know, because that's why he doesn't hear them until they 
dis- come to an issue of faith and come to him. So we're going to look at the issue of does God care? And then finally we're going to see does God answer? Does God answer those prayers? I think as we approach it from these three questions, we'll come to a conclusion for our ultimate question, which is does God hear an unbeliever's prayer? So let's let's start with the first one. The first one is, is does God hear? Well, here's what I want to do. I'm going to read to you three different passages, two from the Old Testament, as well as one from the New Testament, and help you to have understand a concept that, of, that would kind of debunk the whole concept that God doesn't know what's going on in an unbeliever's life, or doesn't care, or doesn't hear, simply until they make that decision of faith. We'll start, first of all, it's a discussion that Abraham is having with the Lord concerning Sodom and Gomorrah. It's found in Genesis chapter 18, verses 20 to 21. I want you to listen to what the Lord said. Verse 20, And the Lord said, Because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down and see whether they've done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me, and if not, I will know. Okay, so first thing I'm going to point out to you is this. Okay, we we, real, we know from Scripture that the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah were very wicked. And so we see an interaction here where God, with his angels, is there, and Abraham is there, and and God is going to reveal to Abraham that he's about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And notice that in this section of verses, he says that the outcry against the city, that is that is the pleas of the people who were there against the city because of the wickedness. And, 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 and it's not just folks like to focus on one sin of, of homosexuality there, but we're talking about sin that goes beyond just that one sin. We're talking about a city where probably murder and all kinds of evil was taking place. And so the cries of the innocent, the cries of those who were victims, has reached God. And God has come down to see if the cries are correct. So obviously God's aware of what's going on there. Okay? Now you might say, well, maybe those cries were from the righteous. No, that's not... When you look in the Old Testament, the concept of the innocent does not necessarily mean the righteous. Righteous is always something that is different, okay? And we also know that there weren't very many righteous in Sodom at all. Here's another one. Psalm 2, it's a messianic psalm. Listen to verses 1 to 5. Here the psalmist says, Why do the nations rage? The people plot a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, against his anointing, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. Now notice verse 4. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his great displeasure. So here's what's going on. We we see in the beginning of the psalm, he's saying that the nations, the governments of the nations, the, the people of the nations are plotting against the Lord. They're plotting against his Messiah. They are taking counsel with each other. And God is very much aware of what they are saying. And he sits in heaven and laughs at them. 
So obviously he's very much aware of what the unbelievers are doing and saying. Here's another passage. You're saying, okay, that's Old Testament, George. I don't know that I grasp that. I don't know that God knows everything. And that sure isn't saying that he is aware of their prayers. Okay, let's listen to the words of Jesus. This is what Jesus is saying to the Pharisees in condemnation of their rejection of him. Remember, they were saying that he was doing casting out demons in the name of Beelzebub. And so they were rejecting him as the Messiah. And so listen to what Jesus says, because he's talking about their words and their foolishness of their words. He says, But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. So basically everything we say, we're accountable for it. Even the idle things we say. So I guess the first part of this question we're going to look at, does God hear? I would say the answer is, we can see biblically here is, yes, God hears. God hears everything. God knows everything. He knows every idle word we make, unbeliever or believer. And especially, I think he would hear prayers, whether they're from a believer or not, he would hear their prayers. Now, we're going to talk later, does he answer? We're going to get to that question, but we're going to talk, first of all, about does he care? And I think when we talk about God not hearing prayers until they pray the prayer of faith, I think that expresses a concept of a God who does not care. And I think that's incorrect, because, well, if you go to Acts chapter 14... Paul and Barnabas are in Lyconia, and the people in Lyconia believe that they are the gods. They believe that they are Zeus and Hermes. And Paul is preaching to them, trying to get their understanding to see that that's not true here. And so he gives them, he tries to give them the gospel and to help them to see that they are wrong. And and so here's what he says in verses 16 through 17. This is part of his presentation, and this, I think, tells us a little bit about whether God cares even for unbelievers. Listen to what he says. Verse 16, who in bygone generations allowed all nations to walk in their own ways. Okay, let's stop. He's saying here, that in the generations, God allowed unbelievers to just go about and do whatever they're doing, walk in their own ways. Look at verse 17. Nevertheless, he did not leave himself without a witness. Okay, so even among unbelievers who were off in their own ways, God did not leave himself without a witness among them. Here's what he said. In that he did good and gave us rain from heaven and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. Here we see that Paul is saying that God cared for them even in their ignorance and provided for them. In fact, if you know, if you look throughout the scripture, you see very clearly that it, it talks about how that God, that it rains and God brings blessing upon the just and the unjust. 
And so does God care? Yeah. Yeah, God does care. All right, so he does hear. God does care. Now, the question that really gets down to the heart of the greater issue of does he hear the unbeliever's prayer is, does he answer? Does he answer their prayers? I would say this is where we can't be so dogmatic. Because the issue of prayers is the issue of whether or not somebody is sincere in their heart in seeking after the true God. In seeking after the God of the universe. Seeking God the Father. And ultimately, it's an issue of whether or not he is obligated to answer them. Okay, notice what I said. We know that he cares. We know that he hears. The issue is, is whether or not he is obligated to answer them. And here's what we know from Scripture, that there are a couple of instances where it's very clear where God does not hear prayers. Psalm 66, verse 18, the psalmist says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear. However, he goes on in verse 19 and says, he knows that the Lord has heard him. So the issue here is if, if, if we are regarding, if we are in sin, God's under no obligation to hear us. In fact, the psalmist says he will not hear us. He'll not respond to us. That's what it word really means here when it says to hear. It means to hear and respond. He'll not respond to us. Here's another one in First Peter. This, this is actually to husbands, Christian husbands. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, he says, Husbands, likewise dwell with them, that is, wives, with understanding, giving honor to the wife, as to the weaker vessels, being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Notice that last part. That your prayers may not be hindered. So the issue there is, is that even if I'm in a wrong relationship with my wife, God's not going to hear my prayers. That's really something to think about. So, does he does he hear? Yes. Does he care? Yes. Is he obligated to listen? No. And I think that depends upon the person who's praying. Whether they're a believer or not. I think that's a better way to address the issue. A better way to look at it biblically. It has to do with that person and their relationship with God. And he's under no obligation. Is he aware? Does he care? Yes. But he doesn't. he's not under any obligation. And so it's between that person and the Lord. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions like this one about Christianity and the Christian life and where we seek to give you thoughts biblically so that you can formulate your own answers as you hear how I respond and try to find answers for your questions. So you might be there and you might be saying, George, I've got a question. How do I get that to you? Well, if you attend the Kerwinsville Christian Church, which we hope you do, we would encourage you to, you can, you know, write a question down, drop it in the offering plate. They'll get it to me, or you can come up and talk to me and we'll see if we'll answer it here on the podcast. If you don't have a church to attend, let me just go ahead and say this. If you don't have a church to attend 
and you live in the Kerwinsville Clearfield area, we would encourage you to come to our services. We're located at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania, and our service starts at 1045 on Sunday mornings. It's a come-as-you-are service. You don't have to worry about dressing up for church with us because we're not dressed up. But we are here worshiping the Lord and studying his word to know more about the relationship with him. You can contact us through our webpage, which is KerwinsvilleChristian.org. Just simply go to the contact section and you'll see some information about contacting us there. Or you could go to our Facebook page, which we would encourage you to do, and we would also encourage you to like it. Facebook.com slash Finding Clarity Podcast. And you'll see an opportunity there to write on our wall with a question, or you can message us directly through Facebook, and we will get your question, and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. Next week, we've got another question that we're going to look to answer uh, from those that have been given to us. And the question has to do with heaven. That seems to be a very popular topic right now, heaven. A lot of books are being written about it. And the question is, is what will heaven be like? What will heaven be like? So we'll look at that question next week. Until then, we trust that you'll have a great week. Take care.